is the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Welcome to Saturdays in Canada with Blackhawk West here on the Sports Betting Channel. And it doesn't matter whether you're watching on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network or on Belly Up Sports Media or at our SportsBettingWeeklyLive.com link. The bottom line is you should have more money in your pocket than when you started two months ago. That's compliments of Black. Hawk Wes. That's what we do. It has been fun. Let me throw these numbers at you. It's $46.90 an hour. It is almost exactly the wage that the UPS driver settled for today. Now, since we are sponsored by championshipfootballs.com, you got to understand how important those UPS drivers are to us. So we definitely want to see them. The fact that during the pandemic, they were making three shifts and those Van's got no air conditioning and they got to pee in a bottle. They're earning that money. All you had to do to earn $46.90 an hour was, was watch the show. 30 minutes a week to get the information. And you don't now, even need to watch the games. Well, here's the thing. The next thing is you could technically cheat because you know one thing about championship footballs. It's the coolest present they'll open that day guaranteed. So if you skip the spots, you can get it up to $87.43 an hour. And you know what? An $87 an hour gig is not a bad gig. I don't care how many hours a week you get. Yeah, I, that's, those are good ratios. No doubt. So let's do this. When we started the, the year, we were doing the, the video clips. And I thought to myself, yeah, you know what? If I spend as much time talking to Wes about the games by putting up the box scores than I do spending cutting and editing out the video clip, it's probably more valuable. So we're going to start with Thursday. It was the Winnipeg game. They did not cover, but my notes are simply Winnipeg have to home. And so that made that pain of that being because we didn't know when it didn't cover that it was going to be our only game that didn't cover. You never know that to start. Yeah, and and that one, it depends on where you caught it because it did drop to 14 and 14 and a half. But, I mean, it's – what a that's just a hard one to watch. Your team wins by 14 and you're a loser. And I mean, how are you? That's just such a hard one. However, I pretty much would think that if I went back and I did take a clip of that game, we would have one of us would have said somewhere in there when there's that big of a line, don't be afraid to go in easy in the beginning and pounce. And at halftime, when it was six to six, the pouncing was easy. And we did just that. I mean, we we found a way to make money even not covering the the, the game total. And this Winnipeg team, <laughs> Kenny Lawler is back on the field. And that man wasted no time. I mean, he is some spectacular catches. And this was his first game back. And this is a team that's had a very good wide receiving core, the best quarterback in the CFL, uh, arguably. And and now you got you know, what you could call the best wide receiver of the past five years in the CFL. And, and this team, their O-line is, is not that great. But 
they are going to be exciting to watch. Jumped off the page in terms of the quality on the field, no doubt about it. Okay, then Friday, of course, Toronto. Now, here's what I got my notes for Toronto. Go back, find the clip for Toronto from, like, week five, where I said, I'm not even going to talk about them until they stop covering. I'm just betting them I'm not going to handicap it. I'm not even putting any time and effort into it. That would be disrespecting Toronto. They take the ball away. They're finding balance on offense with a with a – quarterback that's young in his career and you know just really balanced team there's only three teams in this league right now that have a positive points to points allowed differential and it's it's no surprise that it's toronto winnipeg and bc and they're the three teams really at the top separating themselves saturday bc did separate themselves my notes are wow that last three minutes it's like everybody on the field knew what the point spread was it really is, and you know, they they did not have a game plan for their quarterback going down on the on the first series or the first few minutes of play. But their defense showed up, and their defense has shown up every week. I think their defense is every bit the story as the points they're capable of putting up. Without their quarterback, they hung 19 points. There's teams in the league that are not averaging 19 points, and BC did it without their quarterback. They're, they're only allowing 90, 94 points. That's the total they've allowed. The next best points allowed is 111. So and you really... last week, of course, was a full Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. This week we have a little uniqueness because you're going to get a lot of opportunities to catch Saturdays in Canada because you can catch it uh, Thursday when it drops. You can catch it Friday, too, because the first game isn't until Friday. But this one was Sunday. Here's my comments for this game. Wow. That's the one word. Wow. Yeah, it, it that was such a fun game to watch. All the points that were scored. And then Ottawa, again, with some late heroics, forcing another overtime. Just a lot of points in that second half. Out of two teams that really, uh, Calgary can score points, but Ottawa has not really put up that kind of points. But for two weeks in a row, and we said it last week, is this the beginning of Ottawa figuring out how to be a winning team? Or is this... Uh, you know, they're just going to come down from the high. They had two weeks ago beating Winnipeg, but now I think you kind of got to take Ottawa seriously. Well, that was one of the things that the data told us is that Calgary was giving up points. And, yeah, I would say 43 points is a lot of points. I mean, 84 points in any – 84 points in some San Diego State Aztec basketball games is a lot of points, you know. But here's the thing. Uh, Jesus, I thank you, Jesus. one again. That's really the reason is – the why, if you look at the hourly rate you get for watching this show, and from the beginning with, for, with this show, from the minute we're on the radio, it was as many winners as one hour can handle. We are not about content. We are about winners. The content can be great, but if you're giving me one winner for every two losers, I don't want to watch your show. I don't want to listen to your content, you know? But that doesn't count what you did again this week, which was another dog outright winner i don't really have that stats in front of me maybe we'll go back and, and look it up to be exact but 1988 is great but so many of those 19 were money line dogs getting plus money again do the math you add plus money to any type of equation and the numbers are better it's been a great run and i'm watching all these games i i have only missed a couple of them so i i, I really I, we're, we're hitting our stride
No doubt about it. All right, so let's do this. When we get back, uh, first we're going to hear from ProSwap. We're going to hear from ChampionshipFootballs.com. They are our sponsor, and they are the coolest present. They'll open that day guaranteed, and then we'll get into week eight. It's the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. It's Saturdays in Canada with Black Hawk West here on the Sports Betting Channel. And it's funny because I met with some guys last night and they were talking about, did I have any futures yet for the NFL? Wes, and I, I got to tell him, you know what, I'm, uh, you know, Wes is a, the, the, the future king, but I'm like the future prince because I'm making money even when my futures lose. But that really is all because prop swap hopped into our life a few years back. So, and of course, uh, the, the championshipfootballs.com. Well, you know what? We'll, 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 next week, we'll have your son on, and, we, and he could do a spot with his football. That, that's what we'll do. So let's I look at this. Let's that. look what I've got going here for uh, this week. Again, there's no game Thursday. So it's Friday to Saturday and Sunday. I know, I know a lot of people aren't going to appreciate the sadness I have that my wife is going away this week and she's leaving to, for a trip to Palm Springs Saturday morning about 11 o'clock. What time's that first game? Oh, my God, what a great day Saturday's going to be. So let's talk about Friday night. Friday night, Hamilton at Ottawa, 48.5 minus 3.5. Yeah, so the, these teams, I mean, Ottawa, the last couple of weeks, they've scored points. These teams don't typically score a lot of points. So, I mean, I'll just go there. Uh, I, I think that this is this is too high of a number on the on the 48 and a half. Um, my official pick is going to be Hamilton. It opened at four and a half, and I had texted you right when those lines came out. I jumped on it at four and a half. Uh, I'm taking the points on Hamilton. Uh, I I believe that they can show up in in this spot they just got a beat down from from toronto and you know hamilton has good personnel their defense is atrocious in terms of points allowed uh bo levi mitchell is day-to-day he's supposed to come back in early august we very well could see him on the sidelines now the bo levi mitchell that we know at least his last 12 games you know at least last calendar year he got replaced by jake mayer uh, he didn't eat through, I think, two or three interceptions in, in the opening week before he got injured. But uh, I, I believe that the way this Hamilton team is playing right now, they very well could be a QB one away. I don't think Bo Levi is going to light up the sky with his arm, but his leadership is going to bring something to that huddle if he plays or if he's even listed as QB two. So I'm going to take the plus four and a half. Ottawa's had some late game magic. They got to get it under control early in the game if if they're gonna if they're gonna beat Hamilton. So I'm taking the points here. It's gonna be close. Hamilton's got a shot to win, but we'll take the four and a half. All right, here's what we got from the Easy Sports data for the first half. Hamilton is one and six against the spread. Now that goes back to the playoffs last year, and that's the thing. When I start throwing these numbers at us, Wes, we know we're in week eight. So therefore, anything that's bigger than eight is a, a trend that's gone on since last year. And that, of course, whether it's good or bad probably more of a team-oriented philosophy from the, the the coach down. You know, I always believe that long-term trends come from the owner's box, and I don't think it's any different in the CFL. They have scored 10 or less in all seven of those games. For the game, they're allowing 27 plus in eight of their last 10. That goes back to the regular season last year. In the second half, they've scored 12 plus in three of three. On the road, they have scored 11 plus in five of six or five and one against the spread. The second half, they are nine and two against the spread. That goes back to last October. Ottawa, 
half one, four and one against the spread. Home, though, is only two and three. They're allowing three plus, uh, 13 points or more at home in the first half, the last six or seven. Listen to this record for Ottawa. Now, remember, you just said you're, you're, you're betting against Ottawa. At home, they're two and oh right now. In the last two, they've got a 2-0 run. Before that, they were 0-10 against the spread. And actually, before that, since the beginning of us tracking Easy Sports Day today, they are 2-15 and against the spread at home. So I like that play. And then we've got uh, Saturday. This is the game one. This is the game that I'll be really sad because my wealth will be gone and I'll, I won't have to have changing the channel uh, commercials and come back and have to put the game back on. Sask at Toronto, 47 and a half, minus 10 and a half, a big double-digit number for the Argos. It's a big number, but until they stop covering, we're not, we're not going to stop. I'm going to lay the 10 and a half. We're going to tiptoe into it. We're going to look for more opportunity within the game in case the 10 and a half isn't happening. But the way that these Toronto games have gone is is we've seen them jump on top towards the end of the first half and take a commanding lead. We've also seen them kind of toy with a team in the first quarter. But for the most part, there's always – they always get an interception. We saw them intercept the ball from Vernon Adams six times in a game. So they're taking the ball away. Their offensive line is absolutely incredible. I, I think it's the best in the CFL. So 10.5 points against Sask, who's really struggled to score points, and they have a negative point differential – uh, and it's it's about 22 points that separate their points allowed from their points scored. So you're, you're you can't allow points against Toronto because they're going to let you move. They're probably going to take the ball away, or they're going to hold you to to a field goal. You're not getting a lot of majors on Toronto. So here's what we've got with Sass from the Easy Sports Stadium. In the first half, they have scored 19 points in their last four. In seven of their last eight, for the first half, they have scored 10 or less. On the road, they are under. Uh, Five out of the last six have gone under. In the second half, they've allowed 12 plus and four or five. On the road, they have scored 10 or less in seven of eight. Against In the game, they're on a one and four run, and they're also on a two and 10 run. And on the road, they're two and five against the spread, and the unders are five out of six during that period. And my notes for Toronto simply says, thank you, Argos. The capping notes to be said. Toronto at home is stellar. Oh, yeah, yeah. Again, I don't even look at the, the – it's all Ws. I don't look at it anymore. I don't waste my time. It is like having 12.5% of my handicapping back because there's eight games and I get one of the teams I don't have to play. Don't get me wrong. Eventually, Winnipeg's going to come a, on the radar, and then we'll, we'll talk a little bit. So when we get back, we are going to see about this trap games because we're at that point of the year where, without a doubt, the, we're going to be able to use this. I love this clip, but yeah, early in the season – I always think everything could be a trap, which is why I'm still alive. You really can't use it. We'll be right back. It's the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Welcome back to Saturdays in Canada on the Sports Betting Channel with Blackhawk Wes. I am second half Chaz now. Wes, what are the biggest traps in the CFL? Because if you look at college football, it's a little different than the NFL, right? And that's going to be a little different than the CFL. So give us a couple, two, three of the of the trap scenarios that you've, you've seen in your career covering Canadian football. We have one in front of us this week. But the ones that the ones in the past that I always look for, if I'm looking to bet on or against the team, is big win on the road going home against team with a bye. I mean, that's you, you kind of look at that. 
And and I call that a trap because the big win on the road, like you you would you would think that that gives them momentum going into the following week. And I run the other direction on that one. Um, I think I think this week looking at Ottawa is a little bit trappy, but you know we had already talked about that. But when you're looking at that this week, I think I know where your where your mind is going. We're looking at BC playing Edmonton, who allows a hundred points a game. They elk at every opportunity. They're at home. And BC, whether or not their quarterback is going to be in the starting lineup, we know their defense is going to be there. But BC is on the road two weeks in a row, and they're going to Winnipeg next week. In college, in college football, I mean, that's kind of where you look at the traps. You know, low-ranked team getting ready for the big game next week, and I think that it's jumping off the page. Uh, BC playing Edmonton at Edmonton, big It's spread. 43, right? Minus uh, eight for BC, so the home team's getting eight. Yep. And then they go to Winnipeg next week and, and they're going to find a well-rested bomber team that lost. Coming off a bye. And, and they, and, and again, BC beat them the first go around. So, uh, you know, next week that's, that's, you know, the round two of the game of the year, but uh, we, we are looking at a potential trap game. All right. So let's look at this from the easy sports data. This is Saturday again, four o'clock my time. Think about it. I got a one o'clock game, a four o'clock game and the wife, the girl that I fell in love with the first moment I saw her, she's going to be gone for the weekend. Life is pretty good in the, in the second half jazz household. All right. So BC half won last week versus Sass. They only scored seven points. But before that, in four or five, they had gone 13 plus for the first half. In the second half, they're on a seven and one against the spread run, and they've scored 10 or more in all of them. Uh, Toronto scored 20 on them in the second half when they played Toronto. The other five games, they've given up 24. Toronto scored 45 on them when they beat them. The five other games, they gave up 49. Uh, so, yeah, the, like you said, that defense is there. So, Edmund in the first half has scored 10 or less, 5 and 6. The unders are 1 and 6 this season. Since we started the EC Sports data in the second half at home, they are 4-16-1 against the spread, but they're currently on an 0-11-1 run. And part of what you don't get credit for when we give you your hourly rate for watching this show is all that second-half activity. It was 3-1 again last week, I think. But for the last 12 home games, they have allowed 24 or more in 11 of 12. And if that is an Elkin, um, and you know what? The BC quarterbacks got a whole other week, right, to get to get better. Yeah, and 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 so I my apologies to to our friends north of the border that are actually in Canada and have access to better information than than we do. Um, but you know, looking at this game, what number do you have? Because I, I I'm seeing eight. Yes, forty three and eight. Yeah, so I I believe that it is not officially officially official uh, the starting quarterback of this game. So I believe that this eight points is is reflective of not knowing who their starting quarterback is going to be. That being said, uh, I, I don't believe their backup is is in bad shape at all. I, no, I and again, an extra week to prepare. It is the lowest total of the weekend. I believe it was Dane Evans that came into the game. And, yep. and he, I mean, that's a former great cup I knew the name. I don't know yeah. a lot of personnel from three or four years ago, but I knew that so, name. So now you're looking at, so if we were, if last week we were comfortable laying 
15 and a half points. Part of it was because we know what Winnipeg could do, but the other part of it, probably more so than what Winnipeg could do, because Winnipeg has, has taken us for quite the ride this year and, and given us some confusion. But part of the reason we were okay to lay those points was because it was Edmonton. So now we're looking at a team that statistically is better, that beat Winnipeg, uh, has a way better defense, doesn't allow points, find a way to find a way to hang 19 points. They have a former Grey Cup quarterback on their roster, and we only have to lay eight points. We have to lay half of what we were comfortable last week. Um, you know, you could call it one part Elking, one part BC's great defense, but I feel like this is a discount because if, if VA sees any form of game time, and if he was starting, we'd probably be looking at a spread in the teens. So... I, I think BC is still going to beat them. Dane Evans has had a whole week to to work with with the ones. They still have everything that they need to beat Edmonton. Did I mention they're currently on 0 at 11 and one run at home? My wife's not back till Monday. I'm telling you, this is the weekend for Canadian football here on Saturdays in Canada with Blackhawk West. We will be right back. It is the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Welcome back to Saturdays in Canada. And the best part about the show is we start our week premiering on Belly Up Sports, 8 o'clock Pacific time, Thursday morning, which by the time we get about right now, 420. I love that number. That's it. 820 San Diego time, 420 London time. And I do really miss Wake and Bake. Don't get me wrong. But I have never, ever gone to my dispensary, and I have left with more money than I went with. That has never happened. But it happens almost every single week on Saturdays in Canada. So, you know, wake and bake for right now is going to have to wait and bake. So let's get to Sunday's game. It is Cal at Montreal, 47.5, minus 2.5. Montreal's coming off a bye, correct? Montreal's coming off a of bye. Well, this one, we're, we're celebrating the kids' one-year birthday, and, and as we're looking at times, we're doing it from 12 to 3, and we're, you know, tacos and margs and everybody in the backyard kind of thing. And and this game, we'll, we will be done with party time in time to get for the adults to get in front of this, this TV to watch this game. I'm looking forward to it. I love watching Cody Fajardo play. Um, you know, Montreal, believe it or not, is a top three defense as far as points allowed. They're not scoring a lot of points. But they're they're right there with BC and Toronto. They actually have the same points allowed as Toronto. As we talk about Toronto and their balance, uh, Calgary is allowing a ton of points. So a team coming off a bye, only having to lay two and a half at home, uh, that just feels like the safer number. If we weren't even talking about the teams, a team coming off a bye with the better defense, going against a team that easily allows points. I it it just it just feels like a better move. But then when you start to sprinkle in, uh, you start to sprinkle in Mac and Fajardo and uh, you know Calgary being well, they're very predictable to us, but they're unpredictable at, at, you know as to when they decide to show up and play. Just scored a lot of points, really devastating loss to to Ottawa in in overtime. Uh, they they shouldn't have lost that game, and so I, I think that that's going to carry over in into this game. And two and a half feels like a pretty safe number to lay for Montreal. Yeah, if you watch that game on your week off, you saw what you need to do to 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 move the ball in Calgary. And and Calgary is a is a top three as far as sacks. They will sack you. 
but Montreal has got a, a really good uh, D line and their O line is pretty good too. I, I don't think Calgary is going to find the same sacking success against Montreal, and, and they're coming off a bye. All right, so let's like look teams. at what uh, the Easy Sports data says about uh, Calgary. In the first half, they have allowed double digits in 6-7. On the road, they're scoring double digits in 11 out of 12. In the second half, they're on an 0-4 against the spread run, and they have allowed 13-plus in all four of those. For the second half, they've allowed 11-plus in 7 of 8. In the second half, they're scoring double digits 17 of the last 18. It's a long, long streak, but they're still 1-6 and six in their last seven against the spread. For the game, they've allowed 24-plus in 4-4, and on the road for the game, they are 16-5 and five against the spread since we started the data. That's a long time, 21 games. Montreal at home. In the first half, it's gone under one uh, or six out of the seven, but they've allowed 10 or less in eight straight games. In the second half, they've allowed more points in four straight games. For the game, they're currently on an 0-3 against the spread run, but their last two were BC and Toronto. And so, uh, that, you know, those are two teams that we've talked about in the top three. Uh, home games over the last week versus Toronto. Uh, before that, they were uh, they went over last week versus Toronto. Before that, seven of seven were under. They've allowed 24 or less in all seven. So, if Calgary's giving up points and Montreal's not allowing points, that two and a half is not a crazy number. But you know what I noticed as you were talking, Wes? It was the first time I really realized that, yes, two and a half in the NFL, two and a half in NCAA football is not two and a half in, in Canadian football. It, it's it's not two and a half in Canadian football. And, you know, while you were talking, I'm looking at some statistics. And, uh, you know, Montreal's points per game you almost got to chalk it up to their strength of schedule. They played Winnipeg, BC, uh, and they played Toronto. And they they actually hung, I think it was 27 points on Toronto. So uh, this is not a bad Montreal team. Calgary, some teams that don't score points have scored a lot on them. Sask has scored points on them. Ottawa just hung 40 on them. So, yeah, 29, you know, 24, 31, and 43. If if you are a defensive coordinator and those are your numbers, you, you, you know, you're looking – to see if the general manager is doing any interview when you're, when you're out in the field is what you're looking at. Yeah, you sure are. All right, so anything you want to add before I say what I have said every single week except the week there was only three games? Is this the week that I cash my four-teamer? Now, don't get me wrong. I have cashed a four-teamer and a five-teamer with this stuff, but I'm talking about where we sweep the board, we go 4-0, and because 4-0 – changes your weekend when you isolate those four games on one ticket. The bottom line is 10X, 12X, whatever it is, there's just not a lot of them out there. And it, it's every week the the one we lose is a head scratcher. I am not talking – I'm not downplaying the the three-in-one average weeks. You know, we're right at 71%, but but I could just taste the 4 I mean, the, the way that we went 3-1 and one this past week, we, we won by 14 and didn't cash on the favorite. Then we had a starting quarterback go down, one of the top in the league, probably a, you know MOP candidate, 
and they still cash the nine and a half spread. We had a dog outright take it into overtime, the one game. And every week it feels like there's there's one like that. So, it, we're, I mean, we're sniffing it. We're, it we're no doubt. But again, probably. they call it gambling. All right, we'll catch you next time here on Saturdays in Canada with Blackhawk West on the Sports Betting Channel, sponsored by ChampionshipFootballs.com. You can catch the premiere. If you're catching it now, it's on Belly Up Sports, 8 o'clock Thursday, 4 o'clock Thursday on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network after that. It'll always be available at sportsbettingweeklylive.com. Again, the numbers. If you watch the entire show, you're making $46.90 an hour. If you skip the commercials, which are championship football is the coolest present, you'll open that day guaranteed. You can get it up to $87.43 an hour. Always be cashing. Always be cashing. It is the Worldwide Sports Radio Network.